you're in here! Man Apocalypse. If at first Heroes. you don't succeed, blow it up again. Cheers, love. The cavalry's here. Death. Heroes <laughs> never die. Amazing. <laughs> Guys, Overwatch. Start. Overwatch. What? Wait, 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 wait. Start from the beginning. Oh. Oh, I will be your shield. Oh, I can't do the Reinhardt. No, I, I have to stop that one now. I will be your shield. Hello. Much better than mine. <laughs> oh, this is I'm an Overwatch character. <laughs> I'm a one man apocalypse. I can't do so, I guys. This, this this top notch grade A prime uh, intro is all for Overwatch. Overwatch. This is this is the Crit Crew. Thank you for tuning in to our literal content gold. Thanks for thanks for starting this one up and going. You know what? Not today. Yeah, this is. I'm not ready. Oh, what's that? You've unsubscribed. Good, 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 good. To to listeners, hello, 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 hello. Oh, we're still doing we're still doing impressions. Still killing this. All right, but yeah, we're gonna talk properly minded. Is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Whatever. Well, keep in mind, a very long time ago, our one of our listeners did request more accents, so this is what that looks like. I hope you don't regret it. I hope you don't. I hope you do. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Overwatch. All right, Game start. This is this is probably the most topical of an episode we have ever done. Yeah. This game came out six months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. May 2016, baby. Mm. Overwatch. By Blizzard. If, you, okay. if, if, if everyone hasn't shouted it from the, the corners of the own universe, Overwatch is a game made by Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. And of it StarCraft, is... World of Warcraft, Diablo. It, yeah, that's that's it. And Hearthstone. And, and I don't know if you Heart, guys are Hearth. feeling the same thing, Heart but thing. it is a multiplayer game, which makes me totally unsure where to begin. Cool. Let's just get <laughs> going. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's 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 a uh, multiplayer game influenced by like the TF2 FPS format, which we'll definitely talk about eventually. Eventually, we'll talk about TF2 Cla- class-based but, shooter. I think it's a good term for it. But we, Overwatch, we saw... the Overwatch team was really closely watching uh, MOBAs when they, mm-hmm. uh, which we've talked about before. Um, when yeah. they were In conceiving, our when they were conceiving Overwatch, they were like, okay, but it's so it's an FPS first-person shooter. Um, with MOBA inspirations, essentially. Yep, that's a good description. Also of note, um, this came out around the same time as um, Gearbox's um, exactly. Battleborn, which, you know, in the face of, I mean, doing kind of a similar thing as Overwatch with more of an emphasis on MOBAs, uh, that quickly fell off the face of the universe. And I was I was in a I, I was I was game. in a store the other day. Overwatch full price Battleborn dropped down to forty bucks. So hey, there you go. Oh my god, that's still an incredible hurdle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this game is still hard to talk about, which makes me wonder why I decided to pipe up because I don't have a follow up from here. Nice. <laughs> Overwatch should have just stayed David's, silent. David's ult is not ready. Guys. Good job. Uh, I'll do. It. Okay. Overwatch. And this is part of the reason why uh, there's a little bit of dancing around where to begin here. Overwatch does not have a story mode. Overwatch nope. is it just is. It's a it's a multiplayer online game where you have a six v six skirmish. With another team trying to either capture points or complete objectives, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Thank God Max is here to actually keep us on track, which You're... is a sentence I never thought I'd say. Hey, someone's got to <laughs> someone's got to do it, and apparently you it's into me. that role pretty well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a class-based game, which sort of inherently you've got sort of role breakdowns of your supports, your offense, your defense, your tanks, yada yada yada. Um, <laughs> and yeah, basically. It's uh yeah even I don't really know where to go with the with the multiplayer game to begin with. Uh, <laughs> so let's do, so let let's walk through our thoughts. Let's walk through our thoughts. What I mean when we talk about like if we want to get like to the roots of why we're doing this podcast, it's about like games as art, and a big thing art is you know the reason it's art not just a game is because it's trying to tell us something. The game is trying to make us feel something or experience something specific. Mm-hmm. Through the means, like through the creative means that they have available to them. In this case, you know, I, I would also love to tackle the sort of fascinating. You know, this game, as we've mentioned, does not have a narrative whatsoever. Their way of that's not presenting... true, baby. That's not true at all. All right, all right we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make it: if you were to play just the multiplayer maps, and that is it. That is it. That is your only experience of Overwatch. There is a strange sort of like way that they're presenting lore outside of the context of just the multiplayer game that I think is damaging, a little bit damaging to the overall brand of Overwatch and the, the mythology that they're creating um, because it's it's excluding that player base from why these characters are significant okay. or how so, they are interacting with each other you say, in their relationship. Do you say damaging coming hot off the presses from Sombra's flop? Is that the problem there? <laughs> no, no. I, I think okay. that was like more of a marketing ploy. Um, I, I just mean in terms of the presentation of extended lore of Overwatch mm. is not presented in the game really that I well think, at all. I mean, look. None of us really know where to start with this. Why don't you just get deeper into that, Caleb? Because I think I already I, know how I would like to respond to that. So like, the, do you the, way, the way that they sort of have skirted around um, the reveal of new maps uh, for like Eisenwall specifically and the introduction of Sombra, they will give these very polished, beautiful animated films that are, you know, a very contained story, six, seven minutes. But for, let's say for Sombra. For instance, when that video came out, do you want Sombra, to quickly explain who Sombra is? Just so, for people Sombra that is. Well, we should probably start off by explaining that the game is there are twenty three distinct characters in the game, each of which has a sort of personality quirk to them, a different way that they function in gameplay, uh, different roles that they fulfill, and basically, yeah. One of the nice things is that Overwatch is continually being updated, so they're going to just keep adding more characters. Sombra being the the fresh one, hot hot off the press, here comes Sombra. Right. Yeah. And in the the way that they were sort of like leading up to Sombra, um, very cagey and very um, very like ARG in the way like you were sort of having to look other places and decipher. All right, what does this mean in the context of? Overwatch, you know, she was, like, changing graffiti to be representative of some of her catchphrases. Um, So it's very meta. The way that they're kind of tying these characters is very meta. My point is, though, with these six to seven minute uh, videos, they, you know, for Sombra, it is her teaming up with Reaper and Widowmaker to to take out and assassinate 
um, this person of influence who might be in cahoots with the Soviet Union. It, and it's just, you see these characters interacting with each other and you see their rapport and sort of what they're trying to prevent. And it leads to more ramifications of how it will bring in other characters like Zarya. And you're left wondering, the fuck does this have anything to do with what they've presented in the game i as a, as a player who has sank a lot of time into the game i cannot tell you what any of that means um and i, I think I, it's, it's i i i can but, there's a but lot my there, point, there's, my like, there's a lot is, of content it, just, hidden in the game okay um, so maybe you can go a little further into like how they successfully convey that where i'm, I'm we're trying, willing to we're, find we're it. jumping around a, we're actually i think we start off on a rough foot here um to be to begin <laughs> start, with do over do over <laughs> over the the overwatch isn't a, a post-apocalyptic game as well um overwatch takes place following an international crisis called the omnic crisis uh it takes place 60 years in the future and the storyline basically the um, I would say the the crux of all of the can, like all of the drama to the plot has to do with the creation of Omnics, which are artificially intelligent sentient robots, and where that puts us on a morality spectrum. When you have like, hey, these robots have like artificial intelligence now they want rights, um, which would result in global conflict, racism, and robot genocide. Hip hip hooray! Um, cool. That is that is what Overwatch is about. I mean, that is the inherent plot. Um, Overwatch, as a term, is a unit. They're a group called the Overwatch Heroes, basically. Uh, they were... They're kind of, like, inspired by superheroes, uh, to be honest. They've actually said, like, from the get-go, they wanted to make the heroes have a superhero quality to them. And, uh, yeah... Basically, the the Overwatch team was disbanded and banned by the UN uh, in the from the Petrus Act, which broke up the team and told them they couldn't reband together. And Jesus Christ, Max, you took some notes. There's there is stuff here. I mean, you, you have to really read into it, and a lot of it is in the background of stuff, which is sort of what makes Overwatch pretty interesting. There's a lot of like articles and levels that'll give you context, but you have to look for it. Um. Okay, I want to. I kind of want to bridge the gap between what the two of you are saying and then move from there. For sure. Okay. I think what Caleb is like, because both of you are making points. For the average player, none of this stuff really does matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to, like, I don't think it's inherently wrong. Like, you know, you can look at a painting and stare at it for 10 seconds or 30 minutes, and there's no, like, neither one's the right way to do it. But, like, you can get just as much satisfaction out of this game not knowing any of the lore mm-hmm. and true, I, think, I, I think including some of the lore is good for the people that want it um i think it, i think it can add to it um if you want just like a personal example like we talked about tf2 um they released a short one like when the well when doesn't matter but they released a video that showed them all working together and fighting and the next time i played i sort of had that in the back of my mind and it felt more like that short like it felt more like yeah, we're a bunch of people, like, teaming up to fight together. And I think that's what the lore can do. But, again, like what Caleb said, you don't need it. Like, inherently, this no. is just a multiplayer game where you kill each other. Like, yeah. Inher- inherently, it's a multiplayer game, but there is lore there. I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of what it comes down to a little bit. Um, I actually have a pretty interesting quote to that, that I, from one of the directors that mm-hmm. I think is pretty relevant to what is kind of 
different in Overwatch, but actually it's also different in TF2. This quote also applies to TF2, to be honest. There is like a little okay. bit of similarity there, which is, um, what is his name here? It is Chris Metzen, one of the directors, um, from like one of the initial ideas behind Overwatch is, is it even possible to build a shooter that doesn't feel cynical, that doesn't feel cruel, and that doesn't feel nasty? That was, and that is, I think, if you look at where the game is and you look at how it functions, actually there's a lot of toxicity in some of it, but that's 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 more of a, critic, a critique on people, not the game. Um, For sure. Online, the state of online interaction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Overwatch is bright. It's welcoming. Yeah, it feels totally. friendly. The characters it have very inclusive, distinct personality. Very inclusive of all ethnicities and genders. Also. Well, not yet. That is definitely it, worth mentioning. I mean... It, no, more nothing, so than it's impossible most for something years. to be yeah it's no, impossible for, so. for something to be like a hundred percent inclusive but the fact the fact that it's not a bunch of white people and they're like look totally, we got a black guy totally. like that is yeah, the state yeah. of most games yeah that's like the ba- point pretty saying. much like each character is unique, <laughs> like nationality or ethnicity or something and they all have like a very substantial strength of character to them they all feel very unique in their personalities and very fleshed out and they jive very um, well together too that's the thing is of a balancing act of this magnitude you look at something like battleborn that is um overwhelming in its roster of characters i think it has like 30 plus and none feel like they're um in this like sort of cohesive um bond with each other but in overwatch i mean you really depending on the dynamic of your team that is make or break for a match so that's that is an incredible balancing act that they pull off pretty well i didn't i didn't want to have this conversation but max brought it up and now i now i feel obligated to ask okay so i will say that the tone compared to most games is very positive like it is sort of an upbeat game so what does it say when the gameplay is it like overwhelmingly kill the other team like <laughs> I just, do you guys have a response to that again I, I didn't want to have this conversation but you brought it up so I here we are <laughs> i i think that be overwatch's gameplay this is sort of just a gameplay conversation at this point um it's set up in a way where it doesn't matter if you kill people and it doesn't matter if you die it honestly it's irrelevant you you can win a game without killing anybody and you can lose a game because all you're doing is focusing on trying to rack up kills because the game is at the end of the day objective based um it's actually it's interesting because there was there was another phrase that I saw in a quote where basically it's like, the, it's a future where conflict exists, but it has a bright optimism to it and a purpose. So there's conflict. Yeah, you, you, you can kill each other, but at the end of the day, your goal is your goal. And that's Overwatch. You, you achieve your goal through working as a team, to be entirely honest. Like, if you're not working as a team, you're probably not going to win. Yeah, lone wolfing it is not encouraged. Yeah, um, that will not stop me from trying. Here's the thing: is like I, I, I also think like to that end, um, it's amazing to me if you're going into this um, without a headset, you know, without that line of commu- communication. It's very easy to, through experimentation, know what is necessary to benefit your team. Um, you know, at first I had that. Um, really overwhelming like how am i going to be able to know what each character is what they're bringing to the table but you know through a lot of just trial and error um 
you know you know how to help your team out and i think it's because they've nailed the four character types so well um mm-hmm. attack support defense or tank defense mm-hmm. and yeah. healer you know um yeah i think i think this is a good point to mention like we talk about art being a conversation very often and i mean this is very much like we've talked about tf2 already it is it people say multiple times and it is totally accurate to say this game is like a perfect combination of league of legends and tf2 mm-hmm. because T- tf2 has played out the very for those of you who have never heard of it it's basically the same way it's like a class-based skirmish like shooter like you're either trying to capture a point or push a cart from a to b and you have like a sniper or a demo man or a soldier or a it medic even, like it, those it are even, the classes like, it even has like a a diverse group of different people of different ethnicities that have cartoonish and positive mm-hmm. humor to it so like on its and then the reason it's like league of legends is because you know it had like each hero that you play in overwatch like the league of legends champions have abilities you know they have different things like tricks that they have up their sleeve uh that they can do that are unique to their character mm-hmm. um so i think it's just worth noting like i think it it is definitely taking the best of both of those games and mashing them together in a way that works very, very well. And it is, they hadn't been mashed together before that, that I think is where the game is sort of like unique and successful is that in in truth, these, these two things hadn't been mashed together. And they, they were Mm -hmm. the people like Blizzard was able to look at it and go, we can make this into something. It's also, I absolutely don't that uh, overwatch is actually, um risen risen from the grave from the scraps of a um um big online game they were going to make oh uh, yeah go on Tit- titan i believe they were going to make titan titanfall Shut no, up. Caleb, no. titan as a new <laughs> as like an, as a new like memor um uh-huh. they were going to make a new okay. one after <laughs> I, I guess you know working off the success of world of warcraft but they actually didn't end up progressing with the project, and then I think from the cutting room floor they were able to make Overwatch out of it, which I think that's, that makes that that I think is maybe interesting in the conversation of talking about where the story of the game falls in. I think that some of that story might be left over from Titan. Maybe I'm, I'm curious. So? I mean, well, I'm wondering if like the initial setup. And like the the I don't really have an answer to this. I'm just sort of wondering uh, <laughs> if the initial right. setup comes from Titan and then it sort of translates into Overwatch. But at the end of the day, they did really kind of make Overwatch its own thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Titan progressed very far. I I think it would and the, well, the, clear clearly it did not. <laughs> yes, it is not here. But Overwatch is, and I think that they spent a lot of time like transforming it. If that was indeed, I've heard that's the case. Um, actually, sort of curious on the we we sort of talked about the animated shorts briefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel as uh, how, how do you feel on that as a information delivery method? Because it's funny because TF two did the same thing. Um, and whether or not you think it works, it's hard to criticize. It's hard to like. Um not accept the fact that like these videos are um like just good they're they are yeah totally they are blizzard polished as shit (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. They are. I mean, like, the, the Bastion video in itself is um, a really heart-wrenching tale that, like, could be nominated for, you know, in, uh, independent animated short. <laughs> oh, um, that's, uh-huh. a, that's a really good short. It's, it's really, it's tragic and makes that character, like, kind of a little villainous you know um which is not again it is is all characteristics that you don't get in the game you know like when i watched that short i had a different idea of what bastion was compared to what we got in the game you know um and i think that it's it's not a fault of because how do you how do you really present that successfully in a an online shooter you know you you can't really deliver that um organically um and i think the way that they're with with tf2 in particular you had a very limited um set of characters that you had to run through and um, each one had um very tangible backgrounds that they could sort of explore they'd they'd intro it you know um in rapid succession i think those videos came out back to back to back to back and then they could elaborate on it further in really goofy ways uh, because it was established that these... Uh, how, how many characters were in TF2? Six? Nine. Nine? Nine? Okay. Um, you know, it was there from the drop. They weren't introducing anybody more, but they could have fun with what they've kind of brought to the table from the get-go. Whereas with Overwatch, it is... You know, they're delivering these free updates, um, which also that's crazy that they're able to do that and is very commendable. Um, but it's it is retro conning these new characters into these situations and you're not quite clear what the lore is from the get go. Like that that is my main issue um, with it. But it doesn't detract from the game's enjoyment. It's just it can be very difficult when you see something like Sombra interacting with Reaper and Widowmaker and you're like, where did this come from? You know, it, how does this add to the overall history? It's interesting, though, because uh, I, I was saying how they, there's a lot of like subtlety in terms of things in the background. Mm-hmm. Re- Reaper had voice lines talking about Sombra in July. How so? Like, what was he saying? There, there, there's a map where he, Reaper's. I, I don't even remember the exact line. And this is super specific to like one. He character. says something like, "I wish Sombra were like Sombra." Yeah, he, really he was. Just, he right was now. just like, "Where's Sombra when you need her?" Like the these characters oh, okay. do okay. exist. I mean, there, there's a lot of rumor going around about a new character, Doomfist. The Doomfist Gauntlet is in a video. I mean, everything does Man, tie together. Dumb name. Doomfist. Uh. But dude, think about it though. Think about it though. David's number they one. They want complaint. these characters to be inspired by superheroes and supervillains. Doomfist is oh, the yeah. most supervillain name yeah. in the world. Absolutely. He's trying to convect the infinity. He's trying to get the infinity gauntlet, right? Yeah, he's like, that's trying it. The, yeah. The Thanos' brother. Um, no, that's a Nintendo Power Glove. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nintendo okay. Power Glove. Um, I, I think the way I would react <laughs> to that is that. Um, I think it does drive a certain attachment to these characters. It doesn't necessarily bother me if it like sort of changes someone's view of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, I think it's really easy to take what you want from these videos and say like, Oh, that doesn't fit in with my view. Um, mm-hmm. I do think an interesting to point out the contrast between what they do and what TF2 does. TF2's videos really just showed like the interaction between the characters. Right. Like did it? Like it was just like, how do these people interact? As it went further on, it sort of added a little bit more backstory. I think Overwatch is more 
it is partly the interaction and also how do these people exist in the same universe like what world are they in mm-hmm. um and I, think, I don't know if one's more successful than the other but that is sort of the difference in what they're doing um to me i mean okay well to be fair i've only played this game for two weeks now but it is so similar to tf2 that i don't feel unqualified to talk about it the lore just doesn't really matter to me. Like, I just, that's sure. just not what I. But it I'm matters to a lot of the player base, and that's that's sort of what I'm getting at. It is, you know, the the lead up to Sombra was one of the most like deliberately frustrating succession of events for a lot of the Overwatch community. You are getting hung up very on one character though, <laughs> where there's been piles of successes. <laughs> Well, no, Anna was more but, yeah. of a, like, surprise, you know? Like, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't, there wasn't a lot leading up to it because it was the first character that was being added post-mortem to the game, and it came with its, you know, a couple maps, but, you know, it, it it arrived, you know, people ate it up, and I, I think that it's just interesting to see how the community is sticking with this particular game because a lot of multiplayer shooters have a sort of drop-off curve where especially if it's a part of a franchise, they're looking forward to the next iteration. But Overwatch is in kind of a league of its own, especially on consoles, where it's maintaining this fan fervor um, because of the way that Blizzard is sort of doling out these updates in addition Mm -hmm. to the lore um, that they're bringing. Um, It's just interesting to note. I'm not trying to harp on it or, Mm -hmm. you know... um, yeah. And this game, this game does have a pretty enormous player base, um, mm. and it just and it actually is recently making its way into the competitive gaming sphere sphere as well, which is sort of like that I doesn't su- surprise me. Which is basically, I would say, that nowadays that's the end goal of any FPS or MOBA is they want to become a, a competitive esport type mm. game. Um, the thing I think is kind of with the uh, what's it called uh, with the animated shorts as a del- uh, information delivery method. They're just on YouTube. I mean, they're totally free. And it's... You look at these mm-hmm. things and it's like... I, I've said it a couple times. Blizzard polish is a thing. If a game mm-hmm. is made by right. Blizzard, sometimes you can just look at it and be like, oh, that's a Blizzard game. Because they look For phenomenal. Sure. <laughs> I mean, the work is put in. And they have the money to put it in, so I'm glad that they do. Um, yeah. But the, the shorts... I mean, they're not... They're, they're, they're shorts, but they're still like six minutes. I mean, some of these videos yeah. are... They're they're substantial with full voice acting, full scenery, uh, and the thing that I think is impressive is that I think most of the characters in the animated shorts feel exactly the same way personality wise as they do in the game. I don't think there's been any. In- I would agree. I don't think there's any inconsistency on any character. Everyone is completely succinct in the way they are, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. I mean, that's that's tough. Well, I mean, overall, when you get into it, like. It's not like they went super deep into the personality. Like, it's true. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't say that they're just a jumble of quirks. Um, but the, it's it is just enough detail to have sort of their own feel, but like not enough detail where they would make these videos and shatter anyone's worldview. Yeah, like, like you're gonna have a it's spin-off very, game devoted to Zenyatta. Like, definitely not that sort of. <laughs> like this, this is sort of what I think Zenyatta. that this hits the balance. I remember we talked about this with Awesomenauts, and this has been something I've critiqued League for, is I think some multiplayer games can add so much detail and so much justification <laughs> to the game that it becomes unwieldy, like, strange. Yeah, I totally. think this game strikes the perfect balance between 
in-game information, giving you a just like sort of an in-game justification for what you're doing, and then more information if you need it. I, yeah. I think that more than any other multiplayer game I can think about, they got that balance pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think in the lasting impact of we'll we'll get to this, but obviously, um, I, I just favorite segment, <laughs> David's feature segment. I think this might be one of the most successful first-person shooters in terms of just staying power since TF2. I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that. I mean, even if it, like even if this game weren't popular at all, I would be pretty safe for my experience saying this is the most like the best multiplayer shooter I've ever played in sense of like its construction. Mm-hmm. Like using the elements that you use to make a game, this succeeded and created a very cohesive, well-crafted game. And I actually right. kind of like bring up the uh, that earlier quote that I said of like, is it is it possible to make a multiplayer shooter that's not cynical, cruel, and nasty? Mm-hmm. They did it. I mean, there is an inherent implication to being able to play a multiplayer shooter game and just kind of like you know, you, like there there is a mentality of like just hop into your game, do your thing, and tell everybody mm-hmm. else to fuck off. And it does Overwatch doesn't work that way. Like at at its core, there's no reward to playing that way. There's um, there's no reward, there's no kill counter. And I think that's like it's successful like within the game that is not the objective. There's no team deathmatch as it were. It's mostly objective base um, of controlling points or leading a payload, which is something that TF2 did, but um, the only indication of kill count is at the very end when you're rewarded with medals for your contribution and it, it's not a distinguishing like you know you're this is the amount of kills you have compared to another player so i think right off the bat it is trying to get away from the call of duty style kd mm-hmm. ratio and, um, that is just and to so be fair, important to people yeah and to be fair that's not the only thing you get medals for you can also be called out for doing a lot of healing or spending the most time on the objective or just like there are some like things like being good at your character like you had a 52 percent accuracy uh, freezing the most people (sighs) most damage most damage recovered in ice block May is May. Max likes May. Max likes May. (laughs) We all like May. Actually, you know what? This This would actually be maybe the first episode where I say, "Be careful when you Google about what this game looks like." This and Undertale, because this 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 community is horny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Within within a week, there was Overwatch theme from the get. From the get-go, they had issues with, like, too much booty in the game. And then they were like, oh, we'll step it back a little bit. They actually, to be fair, Blizzard has been very receptive towards any community criticism. And they do, like, tend to be pretty good about, like, Mm -hmm. if somebody thinks something's a little too far, they're like, all right. Right. Well, we'll see. There was was definitely some gratuity with, I think it was Tracer's, um, like, victory pose shot or just her standard thing and they were like you need you need it was a, it was actually that. it was a tracer emote that they redid because emote were okay little, uh, yeah yeah but i mean that's that's <laughs> just a critique on blizzard being perceptive to its environment which is good because not all mm-hmm. game companies yes, so are to make it like we, we sort of danced around it and people probably aren't familiar with what we just talked about blizzard got a little bit of flack for give like you can like make your character do a little like a emote pose where they just like do a little animation they thought one character's was unnecessary sexual when that doesn't seem like to be a big part of her identity mm-hmm. um and then they're like okay yeah you guys are kind of right we'll walk it back 
mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, so, kudos on them. Yeah, um, yeah. But you said something about how there isn't really a qualifier to who is playing who, who is playing well and who is playing poorly, mm-hmm. um, which I think is necessary in this kind of game. When you have 23 characters and more... I've, I'm saying 23 now. That already includes Sombra, who's coming out shortly, and more on the way. You kind of need to be that way. Or else there's no incentive to try someone different because if, you, if you're if you going to be penalized for playing poorly, why would you try a character that's weird? And that... If you're going to be penalized for playing poorly, why would anyone use Symmetra? Because if things go bad, you're done. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I just mean in terms of like a, a like objective, like here's mm-hmm. a stat screen during the game yeah. that you can mm-hmm. check and see what your KD is that's all and then yeah oh no no no, no I, I yeah i was agreeing with you oh okay yeah, you can see your personal <laughs> stats but you're, you're not like comparing yourself to everyone else and right. again i've only played this for two weeks but i will say this game so far is a lot less toxic than i would expect right because something i've noticed is that the smaller the team size gets the typically the more toxic the community is so like tf2 i rarely have problems because like it's it can be 16 on 16 Granted, people are still awful. It's always going to exist. But, like, you failing, it's not felt very much. Sure. Uh, Left for Left for Dead 2 is a four-man team. League of Legends is a five-team. Two of the most toxic games I have ever played. Like, you make a mistake, everyone is going to tell you to kill yourself, basically. Um, but, like, for a six-person team, I like, I haven't really heard anyone be like, hey, you suck. <laughs> And again, I'm sure it'll happen eventually, no, you haven't, you but haven't I was played, expecting that to happen day much, one. You haven't played much competitive, and you, you do tend to play with groups of, like, five people that you're actually friends with, so... True. Yeah. You're in a I'm safe bubble. it doesn't bubble. exist, but so far, so good for me. Yeah. yeah. All good. Anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal. I, um, I will say, like, in terms of um, being able to intuitively feel the... You know, Max was saying, like, you'll know when you're not doing well... This game does an excellent job of letting the player feel like they understand the tide of battle. Um, Like, in a lot of other multiplayer shooters, you're playing and you kind of, like, are in this sort of, like, flurry of bullet haze and deaths. And then all of a sudden, a ticker at the top will reach its logical 50 kills and then you're just done with the match. Um, So there's really, it's sort of this mad dash to really succeed or fail with overwatch it is a deliberate pace to it that is conveyed um pretty pretty well um to the player um and you you know when a rush is imminent um you will know kind of when to throw your all into a situation or if you can kind of just hang back and um sort of support other players on your team um Mm -hmm. which is just it's really refreshing as well the sound design in this game is also oh, worth just noting, so which is good. I mean, yeah. that is sound is probably something that gets overlooked so easily mm-hmm. because it's one of those things that when it works, it works, and when it like, and then you don't notice it, and when it doesn't work, you notice. But like something, just like I was playing earlier today, and like a character will say, "Hey, behind you," mm-hmm. and that's not something that like a player can choose to do, but like you, like they they will be like environmental clues to like tell you what's going on like your sure. character will automatically say look behind you and very, i'll look behind me and yeah. what do you know someone's there very contextual also you will know when a character is about to unleash their alt which is super yeah, cool like if you yeah. hear in the distance like mccree yelling it, it's high noon. noon you know what to you do you want to fucking you want to hide <laughs> <laughs> like they, you they want to hide behind something 
they, yeah, they broadcast things very well in the game. Which, yeah, totally. Considering how many like attacks are auto kill on things, like you do have to broadcast pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Actually, the, the you you mentioned with the characters saying like pointing out behind you, they interact together a lot, which is pretty cool. Most of the yeah. most of the characters have um, what's it called, like interactions between the two of them before matches start which are kind of fun In, yeah and they right. let they let you kind of get a readout on how like they fit with each other mm-hmm. right which is neat i mean it's it's all just like it's all flavor text that helps i mean it just mm-hmm. builds it builds since this is a game that's inherently about characters i mean at the end of the day overwatch is about multiplayer characters and like eclectic personalities mm-hmm. so yeah. it's nice that they really commit to it mm-hmm Yep. So, yeah. here's the tough question: so, multiplayer art. Quite, it's a tough one. So, how does that work? I, I mean, I'm just gonna stick by with what I. I mean, I shouldn't have started talking you I, because I, I mean, <laughs> David has had a problem. You want to? You want to? You want to back down? You want to back down? <laughs> I'm not going to back down because I, I just realized that what Stay I was about down. to say would probably sound less intelligent than I want. So, um, but granted, that, that's part for the course with most things I say. That happens. I mean, looking at it and saying, can it be art? I'm inclined to say yes. Like, I'm not going to say just because there's no, like, super great narrative. Like, only games with a narrative can be art. Like, I'm not going to say that. It's just about, like, is it trying to say something? Like, art, to me, is about a conversation with the player. Mm-hmm. And the the like the options the opportunities for that conversation is definitely limited in a multiplayer but i think overwatch it took advantage of that it tried to say a couple things it didn't try to say more than it needed to it but it did attempt Mm -hmm. i i think in terms of the art of balance i think that is what the conversation for me is is the most important because they're you know it's a game celebrating characters and the unique qualities of characters um not belittling or you know trying to negate certain abilities and the fact that you know it's it encourages a more inclusive um communal environment uh, where you guys are sort of relying on the strengths of others that is unlike most shooters out there most multiplayer games in general and i think they're there's a really great balance um, between the roster of overwhelming characters. So that, mm-hmm. to me, it's more of art of balance than mm-hmm. this is an artful shooter, as it were. And I think, yeah, and it feels different than a, it. There is, there's definitely totally. a different feel than a standard shooter. Yeah, um, right. It feels very communal, and it's interesting, especially when you see like, like, oh, this game is so friendly and easy. Like, it's just like easy to wrap your head around and friendly and positive and you just kind of like group up and go for it and then you read like oh that's a hundred percent what they wanted and that's the exact criticism they had on shooters as a whole like they did exactly what they said and it works the way they thought it was going to work i mean in terms of art being a conversation like the amount of effort they put into making this game inclusive not saying it couldn't be more or that it's had some faults like that alone is worth mentioning Mm -hmm. like a lot of different like races and nationalities are represented every map is a different like country basically Mm -hmm. um i think that is something that should definitely it it shouldn't be a talking point like we shouldn't have a problem with this but like games do yeah and it's good that it, people it are also, trying to address you know, it like when they were having you know occasionally um they will change 
um, the appearance. Um, like for Halloween, they had their special um, set of like variants to um, their characters um, with their skins and sort of a different mode that you could play. But during the Olympics, you know, they changed a lot of their characters um, to be symbolic and prideful of the countries that they came from. And it didn't, didn't feel mm-hmm. like a corny shoe-in for, um, you know, like we have to be a part of this large um, event, this international mm-hmm. event. It, it really <laughs> felt like a good um, celebration of these characters and when where they're coming from. Um, and that, that is such a, like I've never seen a game successfully pull like other than that what there's like sonic and mario at the olympics like that's like the best attempt that we've yeah that's the best we've gotten so it's really great that it was an opportunity to reaffirm this is what we're about um this is Mm -hmm. what we're prideful of um and to acknowledge the the national identities and really like assess them yeah like yeah i I think this is super cool Mm-hmm. So, so fellas, fellas, if we had a coffee table book in front of us, is Overwatch going to be in it? It's too big not to be. It's so big. By the, by the way, the the title of this uh, coffee table, it's a bestseller. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. It is just flying off the shelves. Who wins your uh, prize art winning? Art, art history of video games written by the Crit Crew. Written by the Crit Crew. Where is, where is Overwatch in this probably 700 page novel? I mean, it's got to be. It's so big. Mm-hmm. It, ha- I, I it has to be in here We're talking I, about video games yeah i think it's definitely at the tail end of the first person shooter uh multiplayer section um you mm-hmm. know we've or just multi the state of multiplayer games in general i think it is more of a um adverse reaction to um the gritty uh realism of most multiplayer shooters um and is trying to push something that is more oriented around community and cooperation mm-hmm. um so to me like that is its biggest contribution um it's still so new that i don't like it, it's it's definitely right now the newest directional push in the genre sure. is, i mean it is a different feeling experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm curious yeah. where that falls in the long run so i mean like right right now yeah it's the tail end because it's the newest thing we'll see in the long run but I, I think that just because of its scale and because of its execution, even if other games come out that work on its formula, it's still going to be the origin of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's it's really hard to say because the nature of multiplayer games is strange. Like, if like some games will have another sequel, like within the like some games have a shelf life of four years before the next one comes out. Um, some games aren't very successful like you talk about battleborn and that's already faded away um like but i think like tf2 came out my junior year of high school it's mm-hmm. still people going. are still playing it still it's still going, going. yeah and um, and i could see so i, I, I could see overwatch doing that too overwatch will absolutely oh, hands do down that. yeah um yeah so it's like we can't really say where it's going but i think this game is going to have a I I want I don't want to overstate it and say like a huge impact, but again, it's a super successful game. It's gonna do something. It's gonna make some sort of ripple. I don't know. I don't know what the ripple will be, but I'll still be playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if, if you want to talk, if you want to play with us, my PSN account is. is uh... Do not. Yeah. Do not do that. <laughs> my, my, social, my my bank card and social security number are. 
Here's my routing number and checking mm-hmm. account number. Yep. All right. Cool. So thank you for listening. Um, if you want to send us again, do you, do you think? Wait, wait. Add, do you think the routing number would start with one three three seven? Leap. Okay. Oh, I get it. Up. I'm just not gonna give. I'm just not gonna dignify it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Right. Um, again, I'm very hesitant to ask for any sort of fan art because again. This community's pretty horny. We know what and if someone got a hold of this episode, yeah. our inbox would be flooded. Um, so yeah, just no no fan art this time. Maybe a very David hesitantly no. opening up his email. No, no, guys, I say send it all. Okay, send it all. Send, uh, yeah, open the floodgates. Okay, David, send, David's gonna send David's that. gonna check it. Give him something to be happy. David's about. gonna get wet to this. Crickcrewpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. <laughs> we have a Facebook page. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash crit crew. Is that how you can search the, it? Or I mean, just like search, search the crit crew on Facebook. Yeah. We're, it's so small, guys. It's not hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how you can get in contact with us. Um, uh, except for the few of you that know us personally, there are other ways to get in contact with us, but you guys know those means. Um, so thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we're at that, that point of the day. Uh... Oh, what is what is that point of the day? What is that point of the day? Know, what, what point is it? Is it the time where we where we call, we would like snatch up our papers, organize our briefcases, and leave the courtroom? And... Oh my God, the payload is approaching! Oh, here, oh my God. heroes <laughs> never die! Heroes never die! Oh. And I got my alt ready, and this crit is adjourned. Heroes never die!